ratty hair and shepherd lips licking blood from her fingertips bratty twin scream through the night it's a folklore spirit on an english night Woo, witchy woman <laughs> throwback uh, I'm definitely going to make that a habit of singing that song every time we do a witch movie. Or I'll try to see if I can change up the lyrics. I have to say, though, before we get into this movie, thank God for tea, especially when... My, I don't know what the hell happened to my voice yesterday. Oh my God! It was like night and day. Lost it. Mm. it was like night and day. It was, all, it was literally all of a sudden. It was like a split moment, and I'm like... I can't fucking talk. Hmm. Must have been the witch's curse. <laughs> nah, I didn't watch yesterday. So it must have been the Macavity curse. Oh my god! A lot of tea and a lot of soup. And a lot of cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm led to believe that Macavity was, his previous owner was a witch, considering he has magic. Who's Macavity? The, the, the villain of Cats, uh, Idris Elba's character. The, the one that was pooping all over the place? It, back up, what? The one that was pooping all over the place. Oh, poofing. I thought you said pooping. No. <laughs> I was going to be like, wait, what does he do in this movie? Well, I mean, dogs have a spray anywhere, you know, cats have a spray. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hello everybody. Welcome to Thumbs Up or Down. You decide. I'm Eric Chappelle. I'm Melissa Lee. <laughs> and uh, sorry that the toilet humor kicked in a lot quicker than we expected, but that's what happens. I will not say sorry. I regret nothing. Anyways, uh, we're talking about uh, The Witch, uh, which another film from May 24, and uh, also the film debut of one of their most prolific directors, Robert Eggers. So, yeah, I think uh, we've uh, talked about our brief history with A24 uh, in the past with everything everywhere all at once. Um, w we've, of course, uh, brought up Uncut Gems, but I think this is the first time we're actually talk uh, tackling one of their horror films, uh, which they have been probably the best known for, in my opinion. Like, uh, even though, like, they have gotten the, uh, uh, the awards claim from Everywhere Everywhere and films like Moonlight and The Whale... I think they're best as like a, a as a horror studio in my opinion because they always have like such creative like projects come out from them like even if it isn't like I said like even though A24's films like whether you like them or hate them it's like they always end up bringing out a pretty decent conversation out of them um but interesting enough uh with my introduction to this movie uh I'm not going to lie this is one of those movies that I actually took on a date to with my girlfriend at that time not what you broke up? <laughs> no. Uh, aside from, like, uh, me recommending this to you, uh, did you hear about this film uh, prior? What, what year did this movie come out? So technically the movie came out uh, at the Sundance Film Festival in 2015, but it didn't get a wide release until February of 2016. And I remember because 
So it's like I remember like immediately after voting, going with uh, my girlfriend to go uh, go see a movie, and this is what we ended I, up seeing. To be honest with you, um, if it wasn't in theaters, because as much as I loved going to the theaters, there was a certain point in my life when I couldn't go due to finances. So unless it was in movie uh, in the movie theater when I was working there, I probably didn't hear about it. Um, and despite the fact that I believe I was going to school at that time, I was mostly an English major transferring into graphic design and media before I actually transferred officially to film. So it was probably, um, it probably came out around the time that I was finding my way through UNLV and what it was that I actually wanted to major in. So yeah, I don't, I probably didn't hear about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember ever hearing about it prior to you, you introducing it to me. I think maybe you had mentioned it word of mouth to me a couple times prior to me, like, saying I would be open to watching horror films only around, like, the Halloween season, but that's about it. Yeah, because uh, I think the other uh, horror film I was recommending was uh, Hereditary, especially considering you had brought up uh, your history with uh, being a spiritual person and also dealing with, like, incredibly toxic families. Like, like honestly, the way you were describing uh, some family members who got toxic, it immediately, like, triggered Hereditary in my head, so... <laughs> I am still debating on whether, because I, I, I do believe you said have to kind of tiptoe around that movie with me because I'm not entirely sure if I'd be able to handle that movie or not um because honestly I'm pretty sure you probably were like really shocked when I even told you I would be open to watching horror films yeah and that one I'm probably in shock I was like I I mind you when I sent that text to you I was like I'm probably gonna shock the hell out of him I'll give him a try and but Mind you, I even told you, like, there's kind of specific rules I have to have with this, because even when I was watching The Witch, I'm not going to lie to you, I was sick myself. I'm being reminded as to why I don't watch horror films. And not to, not, not to distract from The Witch, but it's like, even with something like Hereditary, it's like, that even sets someone like me, who's, like, really into horror films, like, that, that even made someone like me feel unsettled by that movie, so... That, that that was also one of the reasons I was giving a warning for that film, because if it shook me, then it's like, ooh, this is going to be something intense. Um, with The Witch, uh, it, it does it does have those elements where it, like, it does shake me a little bit, but it's, like, more in, like, more in, like, the atmosphere and the setting of it all, rather than what intense actions happen through the film. Because there is something in Hereditary that it's, like, there's an immediate action that, like, just really catches you off guard, like, but when it comes to the witch, it's definitely more of like a more of like an atmosphere kind of thing. Uh, but let's actually get into the plot of that. So for those who don't know, um, the witch takes place in the 1960. Uh, uh, no wait, 1630s. Excuse me, I'm <laughs> misreading that wrong. Um, but it takes place in uh, New England. Uh, it takes place during the 1600s, during uh, New England Puritan times, and we're focusing on this family who are then exiled from their uh, plantation village and try to settle out outside near the forest. But in doing so, they come across a spiritual being, who uh, a witch, who puts a curse upon the family, and slowly, one by one, 
you start to realize them either going mad or slowly losing their lives to either illness or uh, uh, entity possession. So it's pretty standard stuff. It's just a matter of like how you see it executed within this setting. So I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't know every single thing that was going on with this movie because I admittedly got confused with what was going on. But my perspective on this film, at least what I took from it, was it kind of seemed like a metaphor for what religion and fear can do to a person. Oh, absolutely. I understand that it's supposed to be based on fairy tales, folklore, and, like, supposed true events that happened way back in the day that was based on diaries, journals, all that crap. I, I get that, okay? How do I want to put this? So, quick question. Are the Amish the same thing as Protestant, or are those two very completely different communities? Because I was under the impression that these people were Amish, and from what I thought, and I, this is where my, my um, knowledge is a bit hasty, because after my early experiences with religion, I strayed away from it, for the most part, and I didn't really care to dive into too much as to what people believed in or whatnot because of my own um, experiences with my own grandmother and things like that, but... As I've gotten older, I tend to roll my eyes with anything that has to do with traditional religion. I, um, I think one of the big differences uh, between uh, Protestants and the Amish is that Amish is, uh, I think they try to be a little bit more secluded from like uh, the advances of like uh, the modern world, where it's like uh, Protestants, they do tend to uh, add some of the uh, modern works of today. Because when, when I saw dressed and all that i was under the assumption that they were amish and i generally don't know much about the amish so i wasn't entirely sure if this might sound actually silly but i wasn't actually sure if the amish was an actual religion itself or if it was just a community that followed like christianity or anything like that if that makes sense so because when people said oh they're amish i was like well, what's Amish? Is that like a religion or, you know, I, that, that was my kind of mentality growing up because I didn't know much about it. Uh, technically, the Amish religion didn't start until like uh, the late 17th century, which is like, uh, I think like maybe like about like 40 or 50 years, like after when this film takes place. So it's like it could have been like uh, uh, the family that we focus on is like uh, one of the earliest examples of like uh, uh, the Amish community where it's like, you know, they still have uh, faith in God, but it's like... Uh, they aren't accepted by any of the Puritans or the, uh, God, what, what was the other one? Protestants, that's it. Um, so yeah, when, when I saw this movie, I was trying to figure out for one thing, I mean, they're showing it, so it obviously is relevant of what kind of community they're actually coming from, what they actually believe in, so I figured, okay, their beliefs are obviously going to be what drives this movie forward. And all of that, so I was like, okay, this is going to be, I guess, something to pay attention to. And then I started seeing what was going on, that particular scene with the baby. And mind you, mm. I didn't even know what was going to happen with the baby. And even when it did happen, I actually had to look it up because, mind you, I was confused as to what was going on. I know sometimes movies say show, don't tell. I get that, but... 
sometimes I need to be told because sometimes what you're showing doesn't make sense or you can't actually see it. So you need to actually do more research into it. So when I started seeing them just get paired, and I'm, I, I said, there's so many times when I rolled my eyes with beliefs, the with they're talking, the things they're mm-hmm. being trying to instill, and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, this this is this movie is complete in my eyes, a complete metaphor for what religion and fear can do to a person or even a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do see your point on uh, you know them being obscure with like uh, some of the editing and the. Uh, camera work like it does leave it up to interpretation as to like what exactly happened like especially especially with the babies in that scene because like i think that's something i do kind of like with like some horror films is that like i do like it when they do leave it up to interpretation instead of like just like directly showing it but yeah it it does uh, with scenes like those of like figuring out what exactly happened it's like uh, especially in in the scene where it's like uh, then the older brother or uh, the bigger brother ends up getting lost himself and then he suddenly comes back. So then it applies like, okay, well, did uh, did the baby is the baby still alive? Possibly like questions like that do like get that paranoia actually going. So it's like I I, I do see how like him be a little confusing, especially with how this film like tries to like uh, replicate the old like. 1630s like uh old-timey like language uh structure and mind you there are certain things about this movie that given the time period and all that is well done okay but mm-hmm. like i said the religious aspects of this movie had me it's either gonna make or break the yeah. movie for you basically and when i saw them getting paranoid and and everything and i when they're like oh this is based on writings from back in the day i'm thinking yeah i know that there are stories back then of people like supposedly getting possessed or something i'm like there's many reasons why that could have happened it's 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 not oh they're getting possessed by the devil or oh which is doing like no i do believe that there can be trauma being passed down from generations mm-hmm. and all of that via a person with curses and, and all of that. But I also believe that that can also be cleared yeah. and things like that. And that's something that this movie tends to take to the extreme of we have to cut the side of his head and have his brain drain of blood in order to unlike <laughs> people like... You're going a little over the top with this. <laughs> well, that and like I said, I understand that cult was when it was coming down to her joking that she was a witch to her little sibling. Okay? Because of the time and because of the paranoia, the religious beliefs and all of that, obviously that probably was not the best decision on her part to claim oh, I'm a witch, I took it to the forest, blah, blah, because it's like, you know how your parents are, you know how religious they are, you know about the paranoia, you know how suspicious it is. Why are you going to convince your younger sister that you're the one who did it when, one, kids don't always keep a secret. Kids are very, very honest, and when you're dealing with two adults that are already very paranoid 
very, very much heartbroken because of what happened to their son. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to turn against you if they think that you're the witch, you're the one cursing the family, you're the one doing all this stuff. Oh, all this stuff is bad. Blood's coming out of the goat's uh, urethras because you're the one. Do- it's like, well, when you put that kind of mentality in people that are already paranoid, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to turn against you. You're, you're, they might even try and kill you. Like, that's what religion can do. That's the type of fear that it, unfortunately, it instills in people. And I know that there's probably going to be a lot of people that fucking hate me hearing this, but what do you want from me? Sometimes the paranoia just, like, eclipses logic to an immense degree in that time period. Especially, like, if it's coming from your own parents, because then it's like, who can you trust at this point? Like I said, I understand that she made a mistake of like, oh, I'm the witch, and oh, you know, it was me who did this. It's like that wasn't the brightest idea to do. Neither was taking uh, taking the baby like near the edge of the forest just to play peekaboo. Given like the representation of what they try to do with this, with this, it's like I I get what they were trying to portray, but like like I said, this this movie is ultimately a metaphor for what religion and fear can instill in a person with, with, with what it does. Even when you do take the supernatural element out of it, like, say, like, like, say, like, when he throws up that one, like, was it a cherry or was it an apple that he threw up? I think it was an apple from what I saw. I think it was a tiny, it was a, it was a small apple. So it's like, honestly, without the scenes with the witch, honestly, had they been, like, either, like, saved for, like, the immediate last act of the movie. It's, like, throughout most of the film, you could imply that it's, like, a lot of these are just circumstances um, that were just happening to these people. And while it is unfortunate that it does happening, but that also plays into the paranoia. A lot of it also could have been, like, medical things. Like, said, when it came to the boy, before I saw that it was an apple, it kind of looked like he had, like, puked up, like, body part or something like that of his inside like maybe like intestine or mm. something to that effect because it kind of, or either that or he, like it looked like he like spit up blood or something like that like it kind of looked like that could have been what it was so i'm like thinking yeah back then obviously it could have been a number of things a number of diseases a number of illnesses and because of their faith they're thinking oh, God, everything is, is, you know, we're going to, if we go out into the sun, we're going to be bursting the flames. Not quite. <laughs> Some of it is medical. Some of it, you know, is science-related. It also kind of shows, like, the relationship that people had to religion way back then. Especially those who, like, uh, even though they still believe in the faith, like, then they have, like, others, like, questioning their sense of faith as well, like, at the beginning of the film. Technically, it does. Uh, passing judgment onto others is like not something you're supposed to do, but it's like people are still doing it regardless. Unfortunately, that's you know what? That's probably the one of the number one things you're not supposed to do is judge other people, and that's also the number one rule broken by a lot of people, especially in this film, like from the mother. Yeah, definitely. This 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 definitely showcases the relationship people had to religion way back when how how prevalent it was how people 
people live their lives with their faith and all of that, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are still kind of questioning as to what life was like way back when, and that this actually is not a bad representation of what what it's like living in those communities. Mm-hmm. Especially with uh, how later on the dad has to get, like, uh, the eldest son to go hunting with him because they know they're not going to be able to survive their harvest uh, through the coming winter. So it's like, you know, survival instincts got to play in. Admittedly, I don't, I don't really uh, know how I feel about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the things that really stuck out for me, like rewatching it, is that it's still a very... Uh, atmospheric movie like for this kind of uh for this time period it's like it definitely feels like uh which times would definitely be more realistic in this setting and also i just wanted to bring up that because this was also like the first film that actually introduced me to anya taylor joy the actress who plays thomason because i look back at this and i'm like man she is still as good as she is today like, and I think this was also, like, her film debut at the time as well, because um, I think beforehand uh, she was best known for, like, doing, like, small little bits on television, so it's, like, for this to be her, like, first big movie is, like, kind of surprising. I've never actually seen Split from beginning to end, so I cannot say anything about that movie. Yeah, I think, for me, like, since then, it's, like, uh, my favorite role from her has been uh, in the menu, where she's playing uh, Margot or Aaron. Like, c comparing her, like, uh, from that film all the way back to The Witch, it's like, you can definitely see, like, the level of confidence that's grown on her. <laughs> Although I definitely am seeing that she's very big on horror films. Not just from The Witch but and Split, but also from later on with Glass, which, technically, while it isn't a horror film, it, being that it's a sequel to Split, it's like, I kind of counted in that category. Uh, the New Mutants... Oh. Uh, the Last Night Soho, which well, I know is horror. Uh, and I was actually talking about this with uh, my neighbor Tony. Like, even though, uh, even though I technically don't consider it a horror film, it's like technically the menu is listed as a horror film. Which, hey, I'll 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 take what I can get. It it works. It's a damn good movie. <laughs> it says horror thriller, so I mean. Yeah, but it is uh, the menu is also a little bit more like a, a dark comedy in in a way. So it's it's one of those films where it's like it's kind of hard to like narrow down like the line. I mean, I will will say that I do feel that the acting in this movie, given what it was, was very very good. It's not like it wasn't, but mm -hmm. especially when trying to recite this like very outdated dialogue as well. Like, I feel like that's the most challenging part of this, uh, what was the most challenging part of this movie, it was trying to make sure that you're getting the right emotion from this kind of dialogue. I'm not going to say that this movie was awful. I, however, can't say I, I liked it. Not really big on any kind of sacrifice, whether it's animal or baby. What if it was a fish? Oh my god. Like, I'm not, I wasn't even trying to make a joke about that. I was just like, what if it was a fish we sacrificed? Could it still work? I don't know. All right. <laughs> uh, to, be fair, to be fair, the baby bothered me more. Uh, yeah, the, the the way uh, when you finally do realize that they actually did sacrifice the, the baby, like they don't show it, but it's like the implication... Oh that they uh have in it it's like you definitely feel it throughout the course of the film like even 
even when it's still when you still have that speculation of if it's still alive or not like that that scene where it's like the the mom is breastfeeding the crow it's like that really freaked me out <laughs> breastfeeding the crow yeah uh you know near the end where it's like uh the mother is visualizing seeing her son uh both of her sons still alive and I- including the baby so it's like at one point she's like oh uh little samuel's hungry i should feed him and then uh the next time it cuts back to her it's a it's a crow pecking at her i must have missed that scene and i'm glad i did it's it's an unsettling shot like they it's only for like like maybe like five seconds but it's like still one of those what the fuck kind of moments yeah i'm glad i didn't watch that um i'm i'm yeah, ugh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of the things that does make it a little difficult with this film is that uh, you also have to like write, uh, you have to watch it in like the right uh, lighting setting because like uh, it is a very dark looking film. So it's like if you're watching in like a heavily heavily lit area, there could be some bits of movement that do get missed here and there. Um, did the father on this movie ever play Jesus ever? Uh. Ralph Ensign? Uh, let me see. Uh, he looks like he could have portrayed him. Uh, doesn't seem like it. Uh, uh, no, I don't think he has. Yeah, I, I don't think he has. Um, I, I think the, the, the role that I know, uh, that I've known ralph vinson for playing most is uh prior to this was uh playing uh, uh i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right uh amic uh amis uh amicus caro from harry potter uh six through eight there's a certain picture of him on i think his profile where with the beard and the facial hair he kind of looks like he could have portrayed jesus in like a role or something and i'm like he definitely has the look to match it. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, actually, maybe it's, because it, I, I think the image I'm seeing is the image of him as the father of this movie, and I'm like, oh, okay. I guess, uh, h- how did you feel about the, uh, the third act of this movie? Like, when it was starting to reveal, like, uh, the witch was starting to show her presence, and you found out that, uh, that one of their goats, Black Philip, was, uh, does end up being, like, Lucifer at one point. I thought he was imagining that. Because, to be honest with you, um, oftentimes kids can have a, a, a really wild imagination. So I thought those kids were imagining that those goats were, that that goat was talking to them. And near the end of the movie, when her entire family's gone, her dad was just killed by the goat. And the witch took the twins. Literally, one by one, her family gets killed, and... I figured at the end of the movie she was grieving so goddamn badly that she really didn't know what to do and I figured her grief was causing her to imagine say okay you know what if this presence is actually talking to people let's see what it wants to say to me and then it starts talking to her and that's like I said that's when I thought it's like psychologically she's grieving she's imagining this that actually is a good point because uh like even though the mother does have that hallucination of seeing uh her son's uh 
Caleb and Samuel uh, alive after they've just been uh, uh, axed off. Uh, not literally, but, like, y basically they ended up dead. Uh, yeah, because, like, we don't really uh, get that many encounters of, like, the children seeing, uh, encountering the witch with, like, another, uh, with another parent present with them. It's, like, it's always, like, uh, you know, Caleb meeting uh, the witch in her younger form, like, you know, when he's separated from Thomason, uh, you have like the twins, like, uh, seeing the witch, like eating one of, uh, one of the other goats, like, uh, while Thomason is sleeping. So it's like, we do have that moment of like, you know, it, it does, it does further like what I was thinking of, like, you know, leaving it up to interpretation with, with these encounters. So yeah, I guess now that you bring it up, it's like, it does seem a little bit more believable for it to be uh for that ending to be more in thomason's head well like i said that and i actually thought that the mother seeing her sons was also like remember that scene in harry potter when harry was just killed by voldemort and he goes to that train station and it's it he, it's kind of an afterlife kind of mm -hmm. perspective of he's talking to doubleers that's kind of what i thought that was portraying was her mother's idea of what her afterlife would look like. And so she's seeing her son carrying her baby boy. And because her grief with losing her baby boy was so damn bad, she's now being reunited with both her kids. And it's, oh, okay, well, you know what? He looks hungry, so let me feed him. And that's when, you know, as you obviously said, which I didn't even see, but mm -hmm. I figured that whole thing might be combining the mother's grief it's almost like combining her version of hell heaven and hell in one mm -hmm. like, like that's her afterlife but she's also processing her grief in a way that that's what it's coming out to be yeah like her own like personal purgatory in a way basically she's seeing her kids but at the same time like that's basically what she's dealing with and then like i said with the daughter she just she's she's currently dealing with the grief of her, of her baby brother which she's already clearly blaming herself for because the rest of the family is blaming her for it mm -hmm. so she obviously feels guilty about that and ashamed of herself then she's seeing her brother um and mind you i think part of the reason why i think she even claimed that she was a witch because it was like well my family's blaming me for killing my brother, so maybe they're right. Maybe it is actually so. Maybe I should just take on this role and instead of fighting it, say, you know what? Yeah, I am the witch because these people clearly want me to be the witch so damn badly that um, I'm just going to take on this role just to make these people happy because... They need someone to blame for their problems in a way. Basically, and sometimes it's easier just to take on the role instead of trying to convince someone, because obviously you know as well as I do, sometimes if a person is so insistent that something is the way it is, it doesn't matter how many times you tell them no, you can say until you're blue in the face, if they don't believe it, they're not going to believe it. So it's mm -hmm. like, well, if I say no, they're not going to believe it, so might as well just take this on to be kind of a people pleaser. And mm -hmm. then her brother starts going crazy, I'm sure, and that's when her family starts blaming her, and then the twins start going crazy, so it's like everything literally, literally falls on the daughter, her, her father turns against her, 
Mm -hmm. And then she... I mean, there is technically that brief moment where it's like, uh, after the, after Caleb has died, where it's like, he is talking to her outside, where it's like, he does hold that bit of resentment, but it's like, there is that brief moment of like, he does believe her slightly, but... And that could be also why it's like she uh, he ends up like locking all three of the remaining kids in with the goats, thinking it's like either we can't take any chances or it's like I, one of them's got to be it. And it's like I yeah I think that just that that just basically is it. It's like you know one of them's got to be the witch. I am not taking any chances with that. And like I said near the end, because it all literally just falls on her. Of oh well, and I think a lot of that was literally just her her grief, her her processing. Oh, yeah, my baby brother was stolen, like, out of nowhere. I should have probably been watching more closely, but unfortunately, obviously, it was taken, so that's mm-hmm. my fault. It's my fault he's dead. It's it's, it's it's my fault that, you know, all of this stuff, they're all wanting to blame me, so might as well just make them happy and take on all the responsibility, all of the grief and all of that. So she's, I they also think this movie is just basically her processing her grief and blaming herself, and you're seeing... Uh, the consequences of that in the form of religion and form of fear and all of that because like you said there's so many aspects to it when it comes to psychologically spiritually and all of that and like I said near the end her fucking father turns against her before he gets killed by the fucking goat and then her fa- mother obviously attempts to kill her and that's when out of self defense that ends up happening so it's like I think I am my eyes like i said because of what happened i viewed that entire ending as her dealing with her grief yeah especially at the end where it's like it, it kind of feels like this is the last resort she has or it's like i've got no family i've got nowhere else to go this is like the only option i have like at this point and it's like if nothing happens then it's like i'm fucking done <laughs> you know so it's like yeah, I think in my eyes, all of that was literally just in her head of my entire family's gone. They all turned against me. Uh, I'm a bad person. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. And it's, so it's like, you know what? Maybe I am the witch. So therefore, I'm going to go to this, this this forest. And if Christ doesn't answer my prayers, sub, uh, Lucifer will. <laughs> She's dealing with her grief. She's feeling. She's feeling guilty. She's. She's feeling like she's the one to blame. So near the end, she's okay. Yeah. So this is me. This is. This is what I am. I just killed my mom. So therefore, you know, yeah, I clearly am a bad person. So therefore, and that might actually be one of the reasons why she doesn't think like, oh, okay, well. I'll just try and live. No, it's like, you know what? I guess I'll just embrace darkness because that's clearly what I am. So you're basically seeing her supposedly join a cult mm-hmm. and become a part of these other people that she thinks are her tribe. So it's it's one of those things. Yeah, it's yeah, like, in a way, it's kind of like reverse psychology happening where it's like she's trying to deny these accusations, but it's like the more it's being said about her, it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, you want, you're going to keep calling me this. I'm going to embrace it. Basically, so, yeah, I... Yeah, because, I, I mean, I do understand how it's, like, it's... This is probably a film that not many people are gonna... Gonna, uh, gonna really be fully on board with. Um, for me, in my case, it's, uh... I also, I also want to say, I don't think... I, I, again, I think 
may not completely agree with me because I haven't seen too many of these, but I actually would be on the verge of actually calling this not just a horror, but also a thriller, like a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think it's under that title, that's what I would consider this. But then again, I also keep in mind I haven't seen too many of these, so I could also be very, very wrong. I mean, it does kind of match the tone of being like more of a folk horror film. Uh, yeah, well, well, we'll see where that goes later down the line. Um, but I guess uh, to kind of wrap things up on this one, I, I, rewatching it again, I still get a big kick out of the witch. I mean, I wouldn't say it's among like one of my favorite horror films, but it's like if somebody was like to tell me like uh what horror films like come to mind when talking about the 2010s like the last decade of films like especially in the horror genre i think the witch would definitely be one that would bring up and i did kind of say it's like out of the horror films i had seen over the past like uh 10 years it's like i think that one it definitely is one of the more iconic horror films that we've had um but i think there will probably be still others that i would like choose over this one um the director of the film, Robert Eggers, like, uh, his follow-up film was, uh, The Lighthouse, which, I'm not gonna lie, I actually thought that was, a, uh, I guess in terms of, like, uh, character dynamics in horror, bit more, uh, up my alley, uh, but that's just my personal opinion, um, but overall, I, I, I would probably still give it a thumbs up, uh, but I, I would be cautious that it's, like, if you're not into, like, uh, uh, this time period or, like, uh, the outdated, like, uh, English speak, then it's, like, it's, or if you're somebody who's, like, very cautious about, like, films uh, focusing on religion and gaslighting, it's, like, this is definitely one that I would say, like, go in with caution. But, like, n- uh, know what you're getting into uh, ahead of time. That that probably be the advice I would give. One thing I would also say is that uh, because of accents and how quickly they talk and given how they talk, you might want to put on subtitles or else you might not understand what's going on. Absolutely. I couldn't watch this without subtitles. Absolutely. That that was the biggest problem I had when I first watched it, so rewatching it again with subtitles helped a massive amount. I guess I'm going to have to give a sideways. Eh, that's fair enough. Uh, I I think I think that's understandable. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. But nothing you would immediately go to again. No. That's fair. Other than this, I will probably never watch it again. Yeah, I, I mean that's understandable. I'm. It's the this is definitely one of those films that does uh, that is unless I'm in like a Halloween mood. While I do uh, respect and appreciate the quality of it, it's like it does. It is one of those films that is difficult to revisit sometimes. I would rather watch Practical Magic. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, that has been our discussion on The Witch, which, uh, also want to say once again, thank you, A24, for also being one of the few studios to actually respect and follow the requests of cert- of, uh, guilds that have been asking for better pay and, uh, better fairness in their contracts, so thank you for being a company that we can talk about and not feel guilty about. Hashtag A24 supports the artists. Yeah, th- thank you. Uh, very much for that so kudos to you Mm -hmm. Uh, but that has been our discussion on the witch so uh, until our next session this has been thumbs up or down you decide I'm Eric Trapel I'm Melissa Leach and we'll hear from you all next time take care and happy Halloween